Hi there, Rabbi. Uh, you're not in West Virginia, which is almost heaven. So you must be in Wyoming, which is heaven. Uh, that's quite a background you have. Thank you. And speaking of heaven and hell and all the places in between, what is it about Judaism that does not need to define a specific area like that, that all the other religions seem to have? Um, every religion in the world has a happy place you go to if you're good and a bad place you go to if you're bad. And Catholics came up with a couple of extra ones just to fill in the spaces in between purgatory and limbo and all these other spots. Is that something that doesn't exist in Judaism? Yeah, we do have the happy place. When we die, we return to God. We become part of the one, whatever that may mean. There is no clear, clean concept of heaven. There's lots of metaphors. There's lots of stories. There's lots of descriptions. However, it's a way to concretize the ultimate happy place, being with God, being one with God. Now, if you want to call being one with God heaven, Judaism has a heaven. Now, if you want to say we have wings and harps and we fly around and I have plastic teeth and I still have to take my medicine for being hypertensive, then nothing like that exists in our literature. And there is no sense that it's a reward. It's just the end. The end of all human beings is returned to God who created in God's image. We have a piece of God in us. God claims it. We go home. We go back to God. It's not about reward and punishment. It's also fascinating if you look at the history of hell in the in the church. Before Dante Alighieri wrote the Inferno, there was no hell. It didn't exist. The concept was very much the Jewish concept. But once once he wrote, and it became so vivid, it caught everyone's imagination. And then it became a tool to control behavior. This isn't about controlling behavior. This isn't about punishment or reward, because then you get into categories. You get mortal sins and venal sins. You get points. You get, you get if you get so many points, but you do so many good deeds, you subtract them. Then you get a, a, a mathematician algorithm or you got calculus to determine whether you're getting into heaven or going to hell. Just think about that foolishness. It's just silly. Those are human beings playing games. The reality is our behavior affects our lives, the planet, and everyone around us. And this is God's universe. And God doesn't want us destroying his own universe. God doesn't want us hurting ourselves. So there's a game plan. There are ways to behave and things to do. And the idea of the old man in the sky dropping space toilets on people he doesn't like and then sending them off to hell is antithetical to Judaism. You know the right thing to do. You know how destructive it is when you start doing things that are harmful. Don't do them. If you do them, you're a destructive person, mean, nasty person. So there's no punishment for bad behavior. But what I think you're saying is that we're created with an inherent knowledge of good. And we just have to maintain that or strive to attain it. 
Remember, we have two inclinations, Joe, inside. We have the good inclination and the bad inclination, the evil and the good. And we can choose how we want to behave. And there are consequences to our choices and the, the choices that we make. But there is no external going out there. Now, during the high holy days, we have poems, we have literature, who will live and who will die, who will be punished. But it's all about this life, about things that happen. And the climate is changing. Is it the result of human beings? Not going to get into that. Doesn't matter. The climate's changing. How are we going to adapt to it? Are we going to make it worse? Well, that makes our lives worse. That makes things more difficult for everybody. It's really about living this life the best that we can for all of us in this together. However, many individuals have found that the threat of reward and punishment can get people to behave or control. And that's what dictators do. That's what totalitarian governments do. You want to control behavior by reward and punishment. So why shouldn't religion jump in and tell people, hey, I'm the rabbi, Joe, if you do these things, you're going to hell, or you're going to go to purgatory, and your soul has 11 months to be cleansed, or if you don't listen to me, I'm sending you off to limbo, and you never get out of limbo. What a power rush that would be. I think that's a shanda. I think that's a disgrace. I don't think God intended any clergy to be sending people off to places that God never created, God never ordained. The job is to teach what's good for all of us because we're in this together. And what's good for me as an individual. Bad choices, what does it do to my life? How does it mess things up? Well, I appreciate that and I understand it. And I think that's actually a very healthy and intelligent perspective. But I think sometimes you have to motivate people based on their level of acceptance, understanding, and, and everyday existence to do things and sometimes it's just easier to say like i say to my kid okay don't touch that or you'll get burned rather than explain all the complicated mm -hmm. things that go on in its place and isn't that part of what heaven and hell and purgatory are yes you know if we take them as allegory or metaphor it's perfect unfortunately too many people take them literally it's the sin of literal mindedness that sinks the boat and does us all in. Don't take these things literally. Take them as a, a preacher. How, how does a, a preacher talk with metaphors, with allegories, with stories in order to get something across? So certainly we can use heaven or hell as a motivator. The problem being there are so many people that take it literally, they make the rest of us miserable. But certainly... Use as a metaphor. Use as an example. Uh, that's perfect. However, that's the danger. Literalness. I know one thing I like to take literally, Rabbi, and that's your wisdom and advice. Thank you as always. Now I think you should go get a boat and go out on that lake and go fishing. I may not do the fishing, but this is a good place for God and I to have a little conversation, to have a, a little talk with each other.